This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio, a show that connects home buyers, home sellers, and homeowners to some of the best small businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about whether or not it's a good idea to water your lawn during the winter. This is a genuine question that I do not know the answer to yet, but we're going to find out. And if you're not happy with the current look of your kitchen cabinets, we'll be getting some expert advice on choosing the right paint that will look beautiful and, more importantly, stand up to the day-to-day kitchen life for many years to come. Those grubby little hands reaching for things and, you know what I mean? It's just lots of things going to happen in the kitchen. So a good paint job on those kitchen cabinets is a good idea. And window treatments are a great way to bring color, pattern, texture, and, and style to elevate the vibe of your home. Today, we're going to get some insight into saving money and beautifying your home with just the right window coverings. In studio with us today is Nadia Mullins, a landscaping expert and the owner of DNS Landscaping. Nadia, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. You have such a great personality. It's just like, <laughs> brighten up the room. I don't know. That sounds a little gushy, but it's just, it's just the way she is. She's awesome. Also in the studio with us today is Greg Petulia, an expert at kitchen cabinet painting. Greg, welcome to the show. Mark, it's a real pleasure. Thank you. You bet. Your shirt's brightening up the room, too, by the Thank way. Thank you just, very much. Just <laughs> and we have Michael Rourke, an expert in custom draperies and window coverings. Michael, first-time guest. Welcome to the show. All right. Thank you, Mark. Is my shirt all right? Yep. Your shirt's awesome. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Fresh back from Thailand, I hear, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. They had to drag me back. Uh, I'll bet. Screaming I didn't. I, I wanted to leave there and get back to this, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. I feel you. A quick reminder for our listeners that you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. Also on our website is a list of recurring guests on our show, which helps a lot. If you didn't catch your contact information during the show, you just go to homebuyertalkradio.com and you can find the information there. This show reaches thousands of listeners each month on radio here in the greater San Antonio area and tens of thousands more on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, where you'll find short video clips of the show. So if you're not following us on social media, head over to homebuyertalkradio.com. And click on the appropriate links to follow. All right, so first up on the show is Nadia Mullins, a landscaping expert and the owner of DNS Landscaping, which DNS stands for your children. Yes, Dora, Nadia, and Sandy. Awesome. All right, so fall is here, right? Mm -hmm. In San Antonio, we have a weird fall season. But winter's coming, and am I supposed to water my yard or not? Definitely. It's a live product. Okay. So... We have the sprinkler system companies that they said, let's winterize your pipes. But they don't think about the greenery. Sure. So we have to, as a landscapers, we think about both. The greenery is the live product. It's dormant. It's not consuming as much. But that's why we have a percentage in your sprinkler system that you can reduce it to 75 50%, 25%. As long as you continue watering, of course, it's not the same amount than summer. But yes, once a week in the morning, um, try to do it when it's sunny. It's a little bit tricky, but that is the reason why summer, when we is under stress, most of the grass and shrubs get under stress because they didn't get enough water in the winter. Oh, okay. So well, we need to continue giving water. It's like us. We are asleep, but we wake up and we're thirsty. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing alone in trees shrubs so yes definitely we have to continue watering so what about the freezing pipes and stuff like that i mean how are folks like generally if they're winterizing their pipes and stuff what do they do to make sure that they can still water the yard well we don't recommend for the sprinkler standpoint we don't recommend winterize it okay the sprinkler system the valves in the ground 
they have a plastic called a diaphragm. When you dry that up, it glues with your pipe. Oh. So it really is not worth doing the winterizer in the pipes. We want them to continue to be moist. There's water that should be flowing to maintain that plastic in, in a good health, too. Okay. So, well, so no, there is really, if we look at it both ways, it's better to have water okay. on the, in the pipes. All right. We just have to make sure the pipes don't freeze. Correct. Somehow. And they probably will. But because of the standard, we need, when, you, when they install your sprinkler system, they need to be eight inches below ground. So to get, you know, that cold below eight inches, there's nothing we can do. If they're going to freeze, they're going to freeze. But, and, and it's an easy fix compared to the destroying your lawn and losing your trees. Right, absolutely. So the damage is, is on the pipes instead of the greenery, uh, in my opinion, my humble opinion. <laughs> so uh, explain real quick the difference between, so it's dormant, right, obviously, mm-hmm. and then uh, during the wintertime, but there's like drought reasons why something might go dormant as well, or does it just die if it doesn't get the water? Um, so there's some grass that they go dormant. Okay. All the grasses go dormant, but they are still growing. Their function is to survive winter. Okay. And that's why they go dormant to save energy, but they're still drinking water. So I'm sorry. No, no. Can that, you repeat that question? No, that's, it, <laughs> so I'm just trying to understand like if they, how do we know if it's dormant or if it's going to be it dead? It stops growing. Well, well, if it's dormant, it stops growing, but it's still green. Okay, still green. Mm-hmm. So if it's brown? If it's brown, we need to look into the root system underneath and see there's some green. If not, it's completely dead. Oh. So that has to do with fall and summer. How do you, how did you treat your lawn and your shrubs and trees? To depend and see if it's struggling already in the summer and we have a cold winter, they're not going to make it. Oh. So you really have to prep ahead of time. You constantly have to be planning for the next, not only that season, but the next season that's coming up. And most of the mistakes that I hear from the customers, they want to save water. They want to conserve water because they spend so much over the summer that they say, this is a time that I don't spend water. But they're not thinking on the damage that they create in the long run. So that's why it's important to continue watering at least once a, once a week. Okay, so you deal with a lot of lawns out there. So what's the most common problem that you're seeing with respect to, you know, the winter months and what's happening to the lawns out there? Well, usually is the dry, the droughtness okay. that the customer creates. So when, now if the grass all dies, that's expensive to replace, yes? Correct. That's why it's important to continue the watering. It's enough already with the water restrictions in our city to make it during the summer. And then we hit him again, not cutting all the water completely from our lawn. And we are just relying on our rain. And it's not enough, the rain for our, for our lawns and especially the trees in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. We're losing a lot of trees caused by us. So when it comes to watering in the, in, during the wintertime, is there a risk of mold or something else happening yes. to the grass? Yes, definitely. Especially if we don't bring down the percentage in your sprinkler lawn, uh, the watering, we we need to stop being in 100%. Okay. Uh, we need to go the seasonal adjustment and go pro- 50%. So what it means is if you're we're watering 10 minutes, the 50% will be watering only 5 minutes. 
Uh, the other thing is because of the change of hours, we need to do it after 8 a.m. when it's a little bit more, you know, there's more heat. And th that's the time that I'll, I think it will be better for me. It works for me from 8 to 1030. That's a good time because it's sunny um, it, and it, we're creating the evaporation. So uh, later people believe that a later time is better, not in winter. Winter, even no watering. Okay. Is there any laws out there that don't need any water during the winter? Or do they all Artificial turf. Artificial <laughs> turf. <laughs> right? <laughs> what, what, is, what is your opinion on artificial turf? Do you like it? Oh, I like it. You do? Mm -hmm. In what circumstances? Uh, especially we have a lot of area, a lot of places that nothing grows ah. due to painters, due to the roofings. Uh, there's a lot of chemicals on the lawn that nothing grows. Uh, also, uh, people that they leave the leaves for too long ah. in the lawn, uh, we have too much nitrogen. So it doesn't matter what you install the grass, nothing grows. It decays and dies little by little. Okay. So that's a good place to install artificial turf. Mm. I got you. That will be another conversation, another for another time. <laughs> All right. Any other tips on uh, winterizing they, your lawn? Um, they can give us a call if they have any questions. We'll be happy to help. Uh, but don't stop watering. That is probably my biggest concern. Uh, we're losing a lot of trees, shrubs. We should not be replacing our shrubs every other year if we are being mindful on water, but also in applying water to our lawns. All right. Well, good. If folks want to reach you, how do they do that, Nadia? Do 10-765-8667 or dnslandscaping.net. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming. You're in. Welcome. Always a pleasure. Uh, I still remember the tip on the whole, the palm tree thing and how they'll go, they'll hibernate and you'll think they're dead and people were killing their, their they were taking down their palm trees thinking they were dead, but they weren't. They were mm -hmm. ju they just went into that hibernation mode or whatever or it's called. Months. Yeah, so uh, anyway, just great advice. I appreciate wow. that. All right, next up on the show is Greg Petulia, an expert at uh, residential exterior and cabinet painting. Greg, welcome to the show. Again, thanks for having me. You bet. So exterior painting and cabinet painting. Mm -hmm. What about the rest of the interior house? You guys do well, that too? No, we don't do anything on walls or things like that because since we use a spray technique, we use spray guns. We don't use br brushes and rollers. Gotcha. It's it not real conducive when you start getting into walls and things like that. Yeah. So, we, we limit ourselves inside to the kitchen because we can control that environment with, uh, with our spray process. And then, of course, exteriors, we can, we can hit anything. Okay, so most businesses will say that we have the best product and this is why it's the best. But as I was digging into SprayNet, I was truly impressed. So tell me, uh, tell our listeners, what are, the, what are like the top bullet points of when somebody's looking to spray their interior cabinets? Well, not that we have exterior cabinets, but right. you know what I mean. Their kitchen cabinets. Right. What, where does SprayNet... What is it you guys do that really ranks you at the top as far as kitchen cabinets go? Well, the first thing to remember is, is we don't use off-the-shelf paint, something you would buy Sherwin-Williams, nothing against those products at all. But what we try to do at SprayNet is we have a team of chemists, and we try to develop formulations of paint that are specific to the surface that we're going to apply them to. So in this case, with the kitchen, we have a special formulation that is designed specifically to be durable, color-lasting, give you a really nice factory finish when we're done and has a 15-year no-peel warranty. But that product is specifically designed for the kitchen cabinet. Right. Then if you look at our exterior coatings, they're all designed specifically for the surface that we're applying to, whether you have hardy board, vinyl siding, aluminum siding. Brick is a stain format. It's not a paint. 
So we just we have a specific formulation that is dependent on the surface we're going to apply it to, and that's going to give you the best finish, the longest lasting quality, and just and really look brand new for the longest time. So what is it about the the paint? What is it protecting from on the kitchen cabinet side? Because they get a lot of wear and tear in the kitchen, right? No, so they do. And so really ours, the formulation we have there is scratch resistant. So like you said, little hands, things coming in, <laughs> right. you know, dropping things on them. It's scratch resistant. It's stain resistant. So all of those really acidic type foods and things like that that ah. may stain a cabinet. Grape juice, olive oil, mustard, very stain resistant to all of those things, wipeable. Um, it's also chemical resistant. So depending on what you want to use to clean your cabinets, it's, that's not going to fade. So detergents, things like that won't fade the color. It will last as well. And then, of course, with that no-peel warranty, you're going to have that same clean finish. For We offer 15-year warranty on all of our work. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get a really long-lasting finish on your cabinets as well. So let's talk about the customization process that you guys talk about. So explain what that is. So if I'm going to hire you guys to come in and repaint our cabinets, right. Um, and you, we're talking about the paint. Mm-hmm. What is that customization process you guys are doing? So what we do is it's not just customizing the paint at formulation. We also look to make sure that when we do the application that we get the best adhesion and the best finish. So we will actually climatize the paint based on the conditions that we see on the day of application. So case in point, if it's a really humid day, and we get a few of those in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on Nine a really months. humid day, we will add what's called a... Uh, a ret- um, excuse me, an accelerator. So what we'll want to do is, is we're going to want to speed up the drying time of that paint in a humid setting, or you're going to get sagging the drips and things that you there see you off go. of paint. Yep, yep. Conversely, we have one or two dry days in San Antonio, really dry, especially in the wintertime when we get those cold fronts in and the humidity drops really low. If we have a really dry day, what we're going to want to do is we're going to want to retard the drying process a little bit because we want that adhesion to happen. If it dries too fast, you're not going to get that really good adhesion to the surface and you're not going to have the best finish. You're not going to have the longest lasting on your color stays. Um, and so it really makes a big difference when we can climatize to make sure that we get the, the best adhesion to the surface at the time of application. Yeah, that, I thought that climatization was pretty neat. You know what I mean? Because what you're trying to do is get it right as you apply it so that it has the best chance to survive for years and years and years to come, which is why you guys can offer that 15-year warranty, right? Yeah, correct. So, you know, it, and again, we are, we are looking to really be the, be the go-to company for you want more than paint, but you really don't want to spend the amount of money that you're going to spend on replacing. So what's the middle, what's the middle ground? And, and that's really where we target and where we fit in. Right. So if we can make that application last the longest, but really give you that factory finish, that like new finish without the cost of replacement, that's really what we're striving for. So all those little things that we do are to give you that long lasting, but really like new finish. So it's something you're really proud of and, and really looks great in your kitchen for a long time. So just piggybacking on that. Mm-hmm. So the industry standard on warranty, you know, when it comes to this kind of stuff, from my understanding is like two to five years, mm-hmm. but you guys are giving a 15-year warranty because you take all these extra steps in there. Um, yeah, exactly. We believe in that. And, and, and really, you can't offer a 15-year warranty if you're not willing to, to go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. So really, that's what we try to do. So both in the formulation, in the processes that we use before we apply, 
the processes we use to make sure we get the best application. Um, and you know, really all goes towards being able to offer that 15 year warranty. And in the kitchen, it's really a, what I would call a three-step process. And it's the same every time we do a kitchen. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to clean and, and, and degrease and make sure that the surface is, is, is clean and free of any debris. We're going to sand to make sure we have a really good, clean top finish that we can apply our primer to. The primer is specifically formulated in-house to work expertly with our paint. There you go. Okay. And then we will paint. That's interesting. And that is that is every kitchen gets the same process. Okay. Period. And that's what allows us to really give you that hardened finish, that clean finish, the one that's stain resistant, and at the same time gives you that really like new that like new look in the kitchen. So let's talk about the process. How long does it take to get this done? Uh, generally, in most kitchens, we can be done usually one to two days, depending. Okay. Um, some obviously are going to take a little bit longer depending on the situation. Um, but most kitchens can be done um, sometimes within a day, depending on the time we're starting, um, but generally no more than two. Um, okay. The most time-consuming thing that we do is the preparation, is protecting your floors, protecting your walls, protecting you know the things that we can't move, setting up spray booths, setting up sheeting to make sure that we're not doing anything to your home that you don't want done, and we're focused on making sure that your kitchen looks great when we leave. Excellent. All right, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? It's 210-585-2237, or if you want to check out a bunch of different things, it's www.spraynet.com. Yeah, and their YouTube channel is great, too. There's yep. uh, some good videos on there you guys can check out to see some of this process before and after type stuff, too. I thought it was really Absolutely. kind of cool. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. All right, next up on the show is Michael Rourke, an expert at Window Film and Custom Draperies. Michael, welcome, first-timer. All right, very happy you to doing? be here. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure, Mark. So when All it right. comes to, you guys do a lot of different stuff when it comes to window coverings, right? It's not just drapes and curtains and blinds, but it's also the tinting part, right? Correct. Well, I say tinting, but that's probably not the right word. That, that's fine. That's not too outdated of a word. Window film is what we call it. When you say tint, people think of the old uh, car going down the road with the purpley, bubbly stuff in the back of it. Yes. And they go, oh, that's window tint. Yeah. Well, they same thing, different name, but uh, That's the window DIY t- window, window tinting. <laughs> we, we will not make your uh, living room windows look like a car going down the road with purple bubbly film on it <laughs> by any that. means. No, so, window film is available in uh, many, many different shades now. It's come so far in the last five years, but definitely the last 10 years in the technology and uh, the shades you're able to use and the benefits you're still able to get out of it. Uh, one of the main things was even the lightest films these days block up between 95 and 99.9%, depending on the shade, uh, of both spectrum UV. So it'll keep your uh, art from fading, your floors from fading, your furniture from fading, your uh, you and your animals from getting skin cancer due to UV. It's just a great product for that, and it really helps with your uh, energy bills. Even dual-pane windows, which I did in the house I owned not too long ago, took out all the single-pane windows, put in dual-pane. I was surprised, and I'm dating myself by going back probably 15 years when film wasn't quite as good as it is, but it did help immensely on the cooling. I was amazed how little the dual-pane windows kept the uh, extreme heat out, but film is really good at that. So whether you need uh, glare reduction, heat reduction, 
or just plain light reduction, and all three of those things affect your uh, environment inside. Can you so, get the the temperature reduction without the light reduction? Uh, the 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 darker the window film, the more heat reduction you get. So a twofold answer: yes, you can put a really light film these days on that will still help for with the uh, heat. Uh, factor reducing the heat factor but if you really want to knock it out and save your money and not give it to cps i always say you may as well give your money to mike instead of cps so to do your windows (laughs) well i guess so the biggest complaint that i've heard about window uh film type stuff or screens and stuff Mm -hmm. like that is that they darken the house too much and they they still want the light coming in so what how do you guys answer that with folks that maybe want more light uh, is there other options that they can do to get still keep that light coming in, but then get that temperature reduction? Yes, they, they can do a fairly light film, which is a really an obtrusive look. In fact, if you just did the, fil- the film on the house and then had somebody walking through your house, they wouldn't look at your window and go, oh, my God, you have film. Now, okay. if you have one done and the one right next to it not done, obviously you can tell no matter what the uh, uh darkness of the film is but yeah they make plenty of films that aren't super reflective that aren't uh, too dark that still give you the benefit and even you'd you'd really be surprised even the darkest films and one of the keys to window film is you can't go too dark or it will affect your it can crack your uh, dual pane window and that's why you hire a professional really yeah years ago when dual pane was getting to be really big the first thing they did was say oh my god don't put window film on your window or it'll crack your window absolutely not true they are putting too dark of a film they're putting the wrong film on a window the window film in industry actually answered back by uh for years, and I don't know if they still do it, it's been years since I've been asked, but they would actually pick up the warranty on your new windows if the window manufacturer told you you can't put film on it. The film industry would give you a warranty on your windows, which they had nothing to do with, if you hire a professional to put the film on your windows. Right. So, yeah, it's a really great product. It's come a long way in the last several years. But nothing ever beats a good uh, window coverings, which are shades, which are blinds, which are, we do vertical blinds, cellular shades, custom draperies, as I think you mentioned in the beginning, uh, people still are buying custom draperies. They're not the wall-to-wall, ceiling-to-floor <laughs> drapes right, that they used to be style. in the past. They, they, the 70s, they, they, yeah, they've yeah. seen their day. You know, Not a lot of people <laughs> want to put up with the dust and uh, stuff. Well, what are they still choosing these days? Way. What's the most popular kind of window coverings you guys are doing? I would say the most popular... We're, okay, let, let me answer that two ways. The most popular for... Uh, we don't use the word cheap, we'll say for an inexpensive window treatment to cover your windows. If you just moved into a house with no window coverings and you've got 23 windows, two-inch faux woods are still the way to go to okay. not, you know, to be able to eat, to be able to heat that new house. Two-inch faux wood blinds are a wonderful thing. What's really popular and what gives you the best insulation and some of the best coverage is a cellular shade. And that's the thing that looks like the honeycomb from the side. It's kind of an accordion if you look at it for the front. Two ways on that, people are kind of like vertical blinds. People either like them or they hate them. The good thing about them is they're a polyester material. You've got a, a layer of air inside that honeycomb that insulates 
and they are absolutely the best thing besides film to bring your temperature down at the glass. Okay. You can also get them in a top-down, bottom-up configuration to where you can let the top down a little bit to get your light in and still have your privacy for your uh, cell shades. They're very popular. I, I was, again, I, I've been doing this since 1982. I was around when cellular shades came out. And all the reps coming around saying, wow, this is going to be the neatest thing. They really, really insulate. And we were all going, yeah, right. And it's true. They're, they've become a wonderful product. Uh, they're absolutely excellent for a cordless operation or motorization. And most of the motorization these days, even though you didn't get to that question, I'll answer it in the beginning. <laughs> most, <laughs> most of the motorization, you don't have to change batteries anymore and you don't have to hardwire your blind in your blind your shade your roller shade your cellular shade most most if not all are now available with motorization and they have rechargeable batteries built into the blind so it's as simple as plugging in a low voltage cord every year and a half two years charging your shade and well let's you know, talk uh, about the yeah. so layering a window with different things right because mm -hmm. you could have blinds and then you can have some kind of sheer mm -hmm. um, and then you could have drapes on the outside or whatever so as far as san antonio goes what are people doing as far as layering their the look of their windows yeah for people that still want to do that which is still a look believe it or not i mean like i say i come from the old ceiling to floor wall to wall line drapes with shears behind them but let's just to, to get to yours, uh, if you did a cellular shade in your window and then did some shears over them, what that does is it gives a really nice, soft, um, pleasant look to the windows. You know, sheer. You'll never beat a shear for a soft look in a living right. room. Or, and it's uh, not, you know, not expensive. Uh, they're not that expensive. Uh, material hasn't come down quite, and fabric, I mean by material, hasn't come down quite as much as the other window treatments. But when you're not going ceiling to floor, wall to wall, you're not using that much material. Yeah. So to do a cellular shade with a sheer over it, and then what's really popular is to just do a one little side hang in your over material. What would have been your face material in the old days, we right. call it. So just to give it a border. Just and to a, give and it a, a nice border, a nice pop of color. That way your shears can still be an off-white or a white, but you can pick up a pattern or a color in your side hangs, and you're not breaking the bank to do that. Yeah, it's so. interesting to me the psychology behind doing window coverings because it really does do something to a room. Yeah. You know, it, it really does affect the vibe. All right, Michael, we learned a lot. We covered a lot of ground. Uh, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? They can do that by calling 210-837-1998, or they can look us up on the web at Window Coverings by Michael. I want everybody to know what I did and what my name is. So sure, gotcha. WindowCoveringsbyMichael.com. <laughs> .com, got it. All right, awesome. All right, as we wrap up the show, a quick reminder to visit our website at homebuyertalkradio.com to click on like our podcasts and video watch video versions of the show, and be sure you're following us on social media. It's going to be it for us for this week. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mark.